No, no, okay, I get it. All right, one, Kirk. Two, Picard. Three, Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum from Independence Day. Five, Ripley. And six, are you ready for this shit? A xenomorph egg. No way. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Here's the plan. Kirk and Picard team up to Captain. Then when they get close, they send in Will and Goldblum to get inside the lair because they have experience with that shit. Fair. Now, this whole time, Ripley's been bitching about the xenomorph egg and shit because that's her move. But she knows she got to do this because it's the only way to save the world. The universe. Right. Exactly. So, Will and Goldblum get her inside the lair. Ripley personally drops off the egg. The facehugger attacks the big bad. Ripley makes it back to Will and Goldblum. The big bad attacks them. They narrowly escape. Kirk and Picard supply cover as the spacecraft returns home. Then they peace out of there. Meanwhile, big bad starts feeling like shit. And... (laughs) He's out! We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. This is episode 187, and tonight we are talking about The Babysitter. The 2017 Netflix original, The Babysitter. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew, fire poker to the face, Jemison. To the face! <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and Sam, can I hire her to clean my house, Vector? Oh, um, uh, now you, you've distracted me from a very <laughs> important uh, intro. Okay. Um, let's just say, Sean, I will trap you under my house and blow you up any day of the week. So, I'm, I'm, and it's funny you mentioned that. That's I'm very... not quite dead yet. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. All right. So, um, this is 2017's, um, the babysitter, the Netflix original movie. Yes. And basically what happened was that we weren't a hundred percent sure what was going to be our fourth week movie last week, as you guys have no doubt listened and know, and it literally popped up on Netflix. It looked kind of funny and campy and had kind of a fun eighties yes. horror film vibe. And so I was like, let's just do it. What the heck? Right. Cause all four yes. of our movies now begin with the letter B, which is kind of funny. Um, <laughs> So we were we were in desperate need of something campy though. Yes, and yeah, boy, and we usually have something nice and campy during this month. Well, here's the thing. Here's here's yes. Here's my thing. So for the last, this is our fourth Halloween series that we've done for the podcast, yep. and they've all been great. So the first again, I mentioned last time. Every group, every Halloween except last year, I find a really fun movie. Right? So, like, that first one was The Frighteners and Tucker and Dale. So, I guess that one makes up for last year. Right? That's two really fun movies that I really enjoyed both of. Right? And then we did um, uh, Fantastic Fear of Everything, Zombie Ever Saw, ABC to Death. That was... uh, Trying to get there. Yeah. ABC to Death. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, That one wasn't all that great. That one had some... That wasn't all that great. And then last year was The Exorcist. Jaws, Event Horizon, and Tremors. Tremors being our camp, but The Exorcist was really good, and I'm really glad we watched it. So so then we get to this year, and just re- recapping, in case you've uh, forgotten, Bird Dimmick buried the Babadook and now the Babysitter. And this one, in my opinion, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, by far my favorite of the four. Uh-huh. Um, Absolutely. And frankly, the best film of the four. Uh-huh. Well, I don't know. Buried was a good movie because it really made you feel all the all the feels. But I think Buried was the best. 
Yeah, the, the, the buried was the, the one that made you feel the most yeah. in terms of scary or intense. Yeah. Um, this one, I find I found myself laughing a lot more than jumping. Oh, yeah. But, you yeah. know, I'm okay with that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, again, it was camp. It was silly. It had some comic relief. Uh, it had a lot of the things that I kind of, the, the things that I like in my horror films. This yeah. is my kind yeah. of horror film, right? Um, yeah. Not the Babadook. I'd rather watch this any day of the week. And not just because there's attractive people in it. Um, and shirtless guy. Say, this one made me feel feelings too, but in the other place. Right. <laughs> and mainly because of the shirtless guy. Um, and that's, and that's, that's Robbie Amell. That's Steve Amell's brother. Why are you not wearing a shirt? <laughs> that's your first question? <laughs> uh, so far, Sam, you, you've quoted two of my, my clips, by the way. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. I'm sure I'm going to quote all of them. I love this. Well, Let's get into this. Yeah, let's, let's, let's just do it. I mean, Andrew, what's uh, what's this movie about? Well, this uh, <laughs> movie. Sorry, <laughs> the events of one evening take an unexpected turn for the worst for a young boy trying to spy on his unbelievably hot babysitter. Unbelievably. Mm-hmm. Wait, that's the, that's what the description can is? be a nightmare. Oh, <clears throat> that's weird. That's sorry. a weird intro. Is that the tag? Yeah. Nice. Wait, what's the tag? Dream girls can be a nightmare. Oh, jeez. Um, so this is directed by Mick G. Um, and I was surprised when I saw that. I was like, "Wow, go Netflix for." Uh, yeah, like I said, he did the OC and Chuck and Supernatural and Nikita, and then you know the movies yeah. he's done are. Um, uh, he's done. Uh, he did the the what's it called the. Um, he did behind enemy lines. That the one TV movie, movie with the people. Yeah, the, the movie with the people. Three days to kill. This means war. I like that movie. This means war. It's like a action comedy slash rom com. Terminator Salvation was what I was trying to think of. He did. There Term- you go. Oh, and yeah. then and we are Marshall. So it's it's kind of like all over the map. Charlie's Angels. Um, he's he's and the both Charlie's Angels movies. So he's kind of all over the map when it comes to to. He doesn't have like a genre that he just sticks to. You know, like. Like Michael Bay, right? So, um, this movie was just so much fun. And and honestly, there were some moments. Now, um, for those who, obviously, no one else listening to this episode can see us. But Andrew is wrapped in about 15 (laughs) blankets. And because he, like myself, are cheap bastards, and we don't want to turn the heat on in our house until we have to. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I I put my my kids in long sleeve and long pants PJs and put an extra blanket on their bed. And wow. yeah, and when you're in the house, you just wear long. You know, I mean, when I you know I'm in my PJs like almost all the time, like long PJs and long sleeve shirt. Um. So anyway, my point is, yesterday when I was watching this, I was actually really cold for some reason. I was under the blanket, but I was still really cold. So like, you know, when you get like, when you get like that nervous energy and then you add in that you're a little cold, like you kind of get the extra shivers for some reason. So like the intense part of the movie, right? Like stabby stab in the head with the knife part. Like, (laughs) like for whatever reason, like the intense moments of the movie, like were were uh, amplified by the fact that I was cold. Um, so it really worked on me. This movie worked on me. The jump scares got me. Oh, um, nice. Um, the jumps. I know I've kind of like completely screwed up how we do the show right now. I'm actually going before you guys. <laughs> and I'll let you guys go. It's just, I wanted to, I had to, like stream of consciousness. I had to get this stuff out real quick. But like the jump scares got me. But I'm going to ask you guys real quick. There's a part in this movie in which I literally looked at the, the hero and said, nope. There's no way. Can you guess what that scene was? Um, in the basement. Yeah. Why? Yeah. yeah. Oh, with the spiders. Oh, those were not spiders. Those were tarantulas. Tarantulas. Yeah. Like, first of all, yeah. they don't. They don't live. They're not domestic to North America. Right. In I'm my not, mind, I'm not in wrong. my mind, I thought it. You know, it's taking him way too long to get through that screen, to get under there and not have a way out. That's what I was thinking. Oh, that I didn't. I was I was actually good with the concept of hiding there. I thought that was a really clever hiding spot. And 
at 12, I mean, my house now has a crawl space, which I had to go into today, which was extra. <laughs> like, I took <laughs> no, no, oh, dude. No, I had to, yeah. No, no joke. I, I would have totally thrown a spider in there at some point, like a big, hairy, pretend spider. Well, I would have known it was fake if it was a big, hairy thing like they had in this movie because they were – like, that. that's not real. No. But, like, why would there be tarantula? Like, and I told my wife, I said – if you would have seen this, because my wife is beyond terrified of spiders. I said, if you would have seen the basement scene in this movie, you would literally have burned the house to the ground and told the insurance company it was an accident. Like, like, But the spiders eat the bad bugs. What bad? Those things are eating. I'm surprised those things don't eat the mice that are down there. Like, those were the biggest <laughs> damn spiders I've ever seen. Again, they're not native to here. So it was just, I, I don't know why they were there. I guess just nothing in this movie was realistic. So I guess might as well have the spiders be these massive tarantulas. Um, anyway. All right. So Andrew, you do your thing. You do your, your if, you, if you've not listened to the show before, it's not normal like this, but Andrew, I think we're just excited. Yeah, I kind of yeah. am. I have a lot of energy for some reason. Maybe it's too much caffeine <laughs> and sugar and whatnot, well, but well, I told Sam before, uh, while you were taking your dog out before we got started recording, who um, took the dog out? I, uh, I, I, I let the dog out. <laughs> <laughs> and now we know the answer to that song. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> anyway, um, I watched this twice, actually. I watched it once on Sunday, and then I watched it again on Monday. Nice. <laughs> I love it. Um, and, you know, I thought, I, I went to someone watch it again. And I told my wife, I said, you need to watch this with me. And she was busy reading. She was doing something intelligent. So, um, <laughs> so I just watched it again by myself <laughs> and, uh, it was so good. And the, the very first scene, like, you know, I was watching the first, what, 15, 20 minutes of the movie and you're thinking, Oh, okay, this is, there's nothing really to this. And then all of a sudden, I mean, you don't even really see it coming. Two knives to the head. Right. And <laughs> well, and, and, and you know, from that moment on, it is a roller coaster. Well, and Andrew, it's interesting you say that because, you know, I, I go back and have to capture out clips. I watch the movie whole and then I go back and capture out the audio. Yeah. So I'm going back and getting stuff. And there are moments in the first, what, the first 20 minutes of the movie that I'm clipping out. I'm noticing things on the second viewing that I didn't notice the first time. Yeah. I didn't yeah. notice. And I thought this was so cool and clever that whenever he's talking to the girl, the, the not, not, not B, but the, uh, the younger girl, that's mm -hmm. uh, Melanie. Whenever he's talking to her, literally the world around him is in slow-mo. Mm -hmm. I noticed it on the bus. The first time I watched it, I didn't notice it that we, when they were out at the school waiting for douchebag father to show up, that the school was doing it. Like skateboarder huh. got by, guy is going by in slow-mo. Everything is in slow-mo. And I mm -hmm. thought that was so cool. Well, um, I, w I was getting ready to say the cinematography in this film is great. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, they use so many different styles. They use that. They um, use the uh, like the body cam. You know, mm -hmm. when he's running through the house and stuff. Um, and just, it was just done so well. There was energy in this. Movie. Yeah. Oh my God. You could tell there was, there was a lot of effort and goodwill uh, in the making of this because everybody seemed to, or looked like they were having a great time. Um, it just, it's, it's nice to see a well made film after mm -hmm. something you've seen lately, especially, yeah. but just, a film that knows what it is mm -hmm. and kind of explores some of those fun areas of what it is. And it doesn't, um, yeah, it doesn't take itself too seriously um, yeah, the, because the, of the, what it, because of what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, and going back to that use of cinematography, um, the camera did, I mean, all, this is an old horror trope, right? With camera work, right? The, the camera only is going to show you things that it wants to show you to give you the illusion that there's something behind you, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, like, when he's in, once he escapes and he goes into the garage, right? And, he, and, and th again, the one thing I really love, I mean, I'll get back to this in a second. The one thing I love about this movie is that our hero is clever. And I mm -hmm. love that in movies when our hero is not just some 
screaming person that, that needs someone else to rescue him. He's a clever kid. He goes yeah. to the garage and then opens the garage door knowing that football player man going to think he goes out the front of the garage and he hides under the car. That was clever. Now, then the camera work only shows him, right? It's tight on him and you give a little bit of the, the left third of the screen to show the car underneath and we never see where he's backing up. And so it's building suspense without really doing anything. <laughs> and then he bumps into the dead body of the sacrifice kid, right? And then you get a jump scare there. So, like, they did that stuff really well. And then they yeah. add the humor back in when he's trying to get around the body. It's, like, super awkward, like, doesn't want to touch the body, <laughs> but he's got to put his hands near it. And and uh, that was great. Sorry. So, Andrew, keep going. He didn't want to get any sacrifice Sam all over it. Right. So... <laughs> 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 um, sorry, I, th- I thought it was funny how they kept saying, "Oh, I have sacrificed Sam all over." Right. Uh, uh, the the I mean, I know that it was kind of a trope, but the the one black guy. Oh, the token um, black guy. Yeah, the token black guy. Yeah, just I felt bad for him. Just, <laughs> just getting blood so all over him. Uh, but <laughs> one in four people yeah. have HIV. I've gotten blood on me twice. You do the math. I have AIDS. I don't have AIDS, yeah. Um, <laughs> he got, he got in his mouth. Oh, my gosh. It was great. <laughs> I, I laughed. I mean, again, most of the time when I watch our movies, I'm laying in the bed next to my wife, who is either asleep or falling asleep. And in the scene where the cheerleader girl gets shot in the boot, and <laughs> and gets flung across the room yeah. by, this, by this nine millimeter bullet. Right. <laughs> I literally busted out laughing <laughs> just because the, the, you know, I don't know the, the silliness. Silliness. Yeah. Of it, yeah. 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 Well, and it's funny cause like you don't quite realize what kind of movie you're in until when she stabs sacrifice Sam in the head and then pulls the knives out and it is a bloodbath, right? It like sprays with force. No, just that one side though. Yeah, just that one side where the black guy is. <laughs> um, and then at that point you're like, got it. This is what we're in for. Yep. And I was is, happy. Yeah. This, I, uh, this is the I, kind of I, thing. I yeah. smiled and, and got ready for the ride after oh, that. man, and it sure was. And it was nonstop. I mean, mm-hmm. and like there were genuine kind of intense moments like when, when they catch him. And they're, and they're interrogating him, and he's clever. He's he. I mean, uh, literally yeah, until guy. until the cops show up, he had them convinced that they were just downstairs having an orgy, and nothing of what they were actually doing was happening. And then the cops show up, <laughs> and then <laughs> they shot the javelin, the cop in the head. So, so that that leads me to my next trope, right? Awful cops. Right. Yeah. So why didn't that one cop just start opening fire? I mean, and that's kind you of know? and and that now. Okay. So this movie was actually filmed in 2015. I, I read in the trivia. They were released in 2017 because they they actually wanted to put. They were this, shopping it around, right? Yeah, they wanted to put a theater, and they were having yeah. distribution issues. And Netflix was like, well, we'll buy it and we'll do it. So Netflix didn't actually produce this. Mm-hmm. Um, this was produced elsewhere. So anyway. But we're still 2015. We're still kind of in the middle of the cops shooting black people issue. Oh, crap. Oh, shoot. What did you just do? <laughs> I just broke a, a picture. Oh, man. I'm swinging my leg around in here because, you know, I have so much room for activities. And I kicked my Lion King picture. And it's glass. And I just broke it. Yeah. No, anyway. Oh, dude. Yeah, I'm sad now. Um, Anger issues. No, just I'm clumsy. Um, so the guy, the cops come in, right? So the first cop gets the javelin to the eye, and then he shoots uh, cheerleader in the boob, um, which is funny because she ruins the boob forever. Ruins I mean, the boob. Now who's going to want to motorboat these, right? Um, again, that's a line from the movie. I didn't say that. Um, so then the other cop, did you notice there are there are what five people in the room and a kid on the floor, and he only aims the gun at the black guy. And I didn't know if that was intentional, like if that's supposed to like, you know, say something, if that's a little social commentary, but you're right. If, if, if I go in with my partner and my partner just took a javelin to the eye, I'm shooting the guy that threw it. 
I'm just going to do it. I'm sorry. Like that's, that's your job. I mean, your life is in danger by football, man. And I'm, I'm anyway, so worst cops ever. Um, and then he let her get behind him and you know, slice his throat and whatever. And then sprayed the blood. And then the black guy got blood all over him again. <laughs> so, oh yeah. So yeah, but like, but that scene was actually until javelin part happened, it was intense and it was kind of, you know, it was really good. And then when, after, when the cops are calling and, and she's you know yelling at uh, Cole to give up the, 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 the 10 codes, um, like, and that was, that was a good scene. And hey dude, dude, you're still, you're still using that pocket knife to try and cut the, the rope off. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> I can see you doing it. I can see you in the mirror. Oh, you're, you're still doing it. And then like a minute later, <laughs> you're still trying to cut the ropes. Like we can see you, you know that, right? Um, <laughs> I love how the cheerleader was talking to them. Look how cute he is. <laughs> so the other thing that this movie does, oh, I guess Sam, is it your turn or Andrew? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Just Sam, um, you just you talk for a minute. Yeah, um, I I thoroughly enjoyed this thing. Um, it it's it's fun. It doesn't take itself too seriously. Yet you still kind of pull for the characters in a way. They they really, you know, they gave everybody such interesting personalities. Even though these 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 were kind of crazy kids. Yeah. You know, I, I was a little sad. Like, even when the jock died, I was like, oh, he was trying to teach him how to be tough. Yeah, really, the only one that I didn't care and actually laughed out loud that died was the um, the crazy Asian chick from, from Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect, yeah. Like, because she yeah. was the only one that was just legit crazy. Yeah, but, oh, yeah. And, yeah. But everyone, oh, and, okay, cheerleader, but, I didn't really care about her either. But But she was funny. Yeah. And you, mm-hmm. you care because that it was just hilarious. You shot me in the boob. Who right. shoots you in the boob? But um, who's gonna yeah. want to suck this nipple? <laughs> <laughs> but um, the character arc, and you got to go back to Cole. Um, I think they did an incredible job with with this child actor, um, mm-hmm. making you root for this kid. Yeah. In no way, shape, or form did I ever think, "Oh God, this guy's annoying." Right. You know, where some child actors, you're like, oh, this is, I've got to sit through this. This kid did this right. And the girl that, his little girlfriend, mm-hmm. um, I think she was a perfect cast in this. But I, I, his character arc from the beginning to the end was perfect. Absolutely perfect. And to to finally have him as a character steal the car yeah, and and run it through the house as kind of the final act – um, I, I was I was almost cheering him on. You yeah. know, this, it was just it was great. Um, I I'm gonna watch this thing again. Um, it's so much fun. I'd highly recommend it. I hope Corny watches it because yeah. I think he would have a blast. To me, it had a little bit of that Scott Pilgrim, the Scott feel, Pilgrim to it. feel. Yeah, I did because they were giving you like stats, right? So like yeah. as, like as she is telling off for the intro clip, she's giving off the the her team. You get six people to save the universe. Right, and it yeah. actually lists in in air. You can hear the beeping in the background, the names. Right, you're actually seeing a yeah. visual list. Right, and like when he finds a pocket knife and just, you know, it says "ooh, pocket knife" and actually says it on the screen. And then when yeah. he when he drops the pocket knife into his hand and through the cutting, it says "pocket knife, bitches." Um, <laughs> and like when she stabs him in the head, the screen actually reads "what the f," you know, and like like there's all these little <laughs> moments in the movie. That kind of again don't reminds you that it's a silly kind of campy movie, um, and those parts are great. So yeah, Corny would definitely love that. And yeah. so yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I loved the the deaths of every single person. I yeah. think was was pretty darn cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I won't say original because some of them you've seen before, but just some stuff you just I don't know. They had a good twist to it. I think. Thank um, you. And yeah, and, and the bully, the kids at the bully with the eggs. Oh, oh my yeah. god! Just the, the, those that little, you know, like you mentioned before, Sean. Those little things thrown in here and there that that aren't really there for substance, but just add so much more to this movie. Yeah, that when I you watch, thinking it, that kid was gonna get killed. I thought so too. Yeah, um, Jeremy. <laughs> It's two thugs. 
And he honestly reminded me of some students that I have in my class. And I was like, mm, how am I feeling about this? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the solution is to run his car or run his bike over with your car. Yeah, what was his bike's name? It was uh, Lucille. No. Oh, the oh the the bike oh. the bike had a name. Yeah, Cindy. Oh, really? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. It was a that. girl's bike. Oh, that's funny. He must have stolen it from somebody. Yeah, he probably did. <laughs> that's funny. So, yeah, but but it's those little things that yeah. just they really add up to make a, an interesting and fun movie. Well, and the one thing that the movie does that I that, I mean, you know, a, a billion movies have done this where they give you what you need to be successful with at the beginning of the movie that'll come back later, right? In the beginning part of the movie, she says, someone's chasing you, you do the thing where you drop to the ground and they trip over you, right? And he remembers that and then he does it to the to the guy. Um, but, <laughs> but there then, was... Well, yeah, you well, add the, well, you well, add the twist of it not working. Well, yeah, you add the twist where you get kicked and it doesn't work. Oh, I didn't capture that. I was going to capture that part. Damn, that's the one part I didn't capture. Oh, shoot. Where he, he, he kicks him in the junk and then the guy gets up, he goes, oh, come on. He goes, you missed. And he goes... <laughs> No, I didn't. And he says, and that's that's impressive because I got a big dick. And he goes, no, you don't. And he says, that's just hurtful. I mean. <laughs> and so, I think I laughed more at the jock than I did anything else. Well, he, he just cracked me up. Oh, my God. Well, and he's I just came here for the killing. Right. I mean, he's he's totally a psycho. He's 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 a total trope that he's the jock. He's hot. Um, he, he has to have his shirt off for whatever reason. I mean, they don't even tell you in the movie why, right? Cause like, I don't no. think he got that much blood on his shirt. He just wanted his shirt off. Cause the, the, like the cheerleader said, I mean, why not? Um, and then like halfway through trying to kill the kid, the bully thing shows up and he's like, Whoa, we need a man up. And he's like, the kid's like, are you serious right now? Like, you're really going to give me a pep talk while you're trying to kill me? And so then, of course, the, it doesn't really work. Um, and then, then he says, I'll give you a head start. And he's like, come on, you're the quarterback. And he's like, yep, I never said this was going to be fair. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, death by uh, treehouse. Oof. Um, with egg on his hands. With egg on his hands, so, yeah. So he had no way to hold on. That was, oh, I love it. I, I love was, it. Yeah, it was clever. Yeah, it, was, it was clever. Everything came back. I mean, I, I didn't, and it wasn't until I went back to capture the clip where, we actually established early that the kid, the, the, the bully kid, eggs his house. Yep. So when she comes to save him, she actually says, is that the kid that eggs your house? I missed it the first time. Um, so we actually kind of get that established so that when he's choking the kid out and he says, what's that noise? And he's like, eggs. He goes, are you serious? Someone's egging your house right now? So I was just so good. It was just so fun. Um, I hadn't even gotten to my notes yet. Um the the parents were ridiculous. Yep. Um, <laughs> the I'm, shot in the hotel room. I'm not going to lie. That part made me crack up. <laughs> That's another one that I, like, and, had a nice belly laugh and, while my wife was trying to sleep. And that's such like a family guy or a Futurama kind of a thing, right? Like, yeah. oh, the knife. Oh, I remember. It's in the dishwasher. He opens the dishwasher and it's gone. And then it cuts to them in the, in the, in the hotel. She's giving my handy while he's watching TV and she's reading a book or on her phone. Yeah. Did, did you put the uh. knife in the dishwasher? Yeah. It goes in the butcher's block. Okay, sorry. And then the... Uh, then the I mean, that was so clever. Like, I mean, it was very much like a family guy kind of a moment or something. I, just, yeah, it was. I yeah. thought it was so clever and fun. And then, and then she got her head blown to hell off. Um, and then you have yeah. B who is the most complicated character of all. Cause she's obviously the leader. Yeah. You really feel like she actually cares for him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, is there something there? And apparently, did you guys watch the stinger? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, the mid credit. Yeah, scene so there. I mean, it's open. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't want to see another one though. I, 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 I think this is a one and done, and it's perfect that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you know, apparently she's done this before, right? Yeah, yeah, she's done it before. Um, so I, I mean, um, supposedly that's how she became hot and strong. I mean, yeah, but like. I mean, the the end of the movie really kind of makes you feel. I mean, you have to kind of take it for what they're showing you on the film, and it show, looks like genuine emotion. Maybe she's just emotional because she's dying, but like 
it really feels like that she actually liked him. And then, and for the most part throughout the movie, she's, she's not trying to kill him. She just, all she needed was a little bit of blood to do the thing. Right. And, and I don't mm-hmm. think she ever had any intention of hurting him. And then it wasn't until he basically became witness to what was happening that that's when things got complicated. And I almost feel like even if the quarterback would have caught up to him and would have actually tried to kill him, I kind of feel like she would have stepped in and stopped him. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But she did kind of shoot. But she did say, I wasn't shooting at you. I was shooting towards you or something like that, you know. Um, but I did wonder where the shotgun came from. But I guess it came from the police car. Yeah, she says that at one point. Oh, does she? I can't. Oh, remember. does she? Yeah. yeah, she said this came. This came from the cop car. Okay, I missed that because I just remember he gets shot at. And he goes, "Now there's guns." <laughs> uh, oh man. Uh, okay, so I don't really know what else to say. I mean, that's kind. Of, we've actually kind of gone over on most of my notes, honestly. Um, uh, yeah. What do you? What else do you say about it? I mean, it's just you know. I, I do think that having I, I, I do think that Mick G having all that eclectic background I mean, he's done tons of television as well Yeah, I think that really helped make this a better movie because you know he's not just stuck in one style like you said Yeah, um, and I think maybe that that's an advantage for a good director is to be versatile sure yeah, and this might sound controversial, but I liked Terminator Salvation. I thought that one was good. Then with um, um, with Batman and um, oh yeah, and uh, the, yeah, the guy from the guy Avatar, in shot. Yeah. guy yeah. from Avatar, right? Yeah, the guy, yeah, Sam Huntington or something. Um, Sam Worthington, yeah, there you go, Worthington. We have I literally get it right, like, and it was funny. He that that guy does Avatar and then that movie like in the same year. And he did, like, I think it was a third movie right after that. And then nothing. Yeah, he disappears. He disappears, and then he shows up as a captain in um, Hacksaw Ridge. And I remember thinking, I remember, like, watching and going, oh, hey, you're the guy from Avatar. Where the hell have you been? Because um, even in this role, he's just, he's a he's a not even a secondary character. He's like a tertiary character. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, um, but good for him. He's, he's still working. Uh... What was my point? I don't know what my point is. My point is is that um, I wrote nice catch. I don't know why. Nice catch? Nice catch. It was after quarterback is a true psycho. He even does some horror quotes, the stuff. He does that. And then he does the come out. Oh, the vase, I bet you. Oh, the vase. That's what it was. Yeah, or the vase. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he does some cool tropes with that, right? He does the the Freddy Krueger or Jason, Jason, right? That, <laughs> and then he does the "Come out and play" from the Warriors. So, I mean, I appreciate that, you know. Um, and then I wrote, "Wow, as if this movie couldn't escalate anymore." He drove the car into the house because I didn't see that coming. No way. I, I yeah, no way. I thought it was he gets in the car to. I thought he was going to go pick up the girl and then they were yeah. just going to run away, go to the police or whatever, right? I, I had no clue he was going to go freaking aggro and just smash <laughs> the car into the front of the house. And, like, all I, all I can think of in the moment as the car is slow-mo <laughs> flying through the house is how does he explain this to the cops? What is your explanation <laughs> here? My babysitter killed all these people. And tried to kill me, and she killed the, you know, they killed these cops. Their bodies were somewhere in their car, we don't know where. And the only way I felt like I could survive was by crashing a car into my living room. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what, her dad was such a douche. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't capture any of him, but ugh. when when he says, was it NASCAR life bitch or something like that? <laughs> I was like, oh. This is how people think of people from the South. This is how Hollywood oh, thinks people from the South are. Uh, anyway, it's fine. But you know what? That made that the whole moment of him stealing that even that much better. Yeah, I did. Yeah. It was like a little bit of a redemption. Like, oh, you're not going to give me a ride home? Yeah. Fine, I'll steal your car. 
<laughs> oh, and there's that trope. Uh, the, the keys are always in the... Um, yeah, you would never have visor. that. Visor. Yeah, you would never have the keys in the, the that car. Right? Yeah. Like, no. I would have bought it. I mean, I know it was... You know, he's, he's pressed for time. If, like, he's running back towards the girl's house and she opens the door and he's like, I need your dad's keys and they're on a hook, like, right there. She tosses it to him and he gets in the car. Yeah. Like, I mean, we're talking... I know, again, we're we're we're, we're getting nitpicky. But you're right. I, if you buy yep. that car, you don't leave the keys. And like, I'm surprised it wasn't in the garage under a blanket. The way. And if there there is a trope that that is the most hated, that might be it for me. Yeah, I hate that trope. Yeah, that one's kind of a dumb one. I mean, some cases it's fine. I get it. In some cases, like, um, there are some movies where it works. Like, oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger needs to steal a dump truck in the Terminator movie, and he. And he, and he and the keys are in the thing and the, on the on the visor, but it's like a construction site. It's a closed construction site. Okay, I kind of get that, but not in the. I mean, I live in a really safe neighborhood where I am, and my car is locked, and my keys are on a hook downstairs in the kitchen. You know, I mean, because that's what normal people do. So, mm-hmm. but in a world where there are tarantulas living under your house, maybe you keep your keys in, a in world your visor. Where tarantulas live under the house. Oh my god! There's no way I could sleep at night knowing that. I just couldn't. Yeah, what if they crawled through the ductwork? Um, you know, there's got to be some gaps and holes in the ductwork. They would probably just the chew tongue. through them because they're teeth. They have actual teeth. My gosh. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. All right. Um, wait. What? Oh yeah. Never mind. Eh? I was looking at my notes and I, I again I when I'm when I'm typing my notes as I uh, am watching the movie I always do it really quiet uh, really quick so. Uh, it didn't make sense. I, I wrote, wait, wait, that shirt guy throws a sword and you don't immediately, immediately shoot him. And then you let B get behind you. I'm talking about the bad cops. Um, and I also did write a, a funny uh, note about, um, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Oh, it's weird seeing Leslie Bibb as a mom. Cause only 10 years ago she was banging Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, she's still a hot mom in the movie, but or Ricky Bobby. Oh, is she also? Oh, uh, right, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I was trying. She's the 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 wife, the actual wife. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Dear Jesus, <laughs> thank you for my smoking hot wife. Woo! There you go. <laughs> All right, you ready for some clips of this thing? Talk yeah. about Ascardation. I love it. Uh, here we go. Clippy clips. I thought this was really clever. Did you know that only one baby was born in the Mayflower? How crazy is that shit? His name is literally Oceanus, and he didn't even have a nationality. Just a citizen of the sea, I guess. What class did you learn that in? No one learns anything in classical. That's why we have the internet. Oh, she mm-hmm. says class coal. Yeah. Just got it that time. Got it. Okay. We don't learn anything in classical. I thought she yeah, said I, in classical. I had to actually turn the, the subtitles on. Yeah. Because I thought she kept saying classical. I was like, what? what yeah. Is that, that a class? Classical history? I, I didn't get it until just this moment where she says classical. Okay. This is always good advice. You got to punch them in the dick. And if they're chasing you, <laughs> wait until they've almost got you and then drop like a bag of rocks. And then when they trip over you and they're on the ground, kick them in the dick. I love the piano music in the background. It's so inspirational. Like, I feel like Rudy is about to take the field. <laughs> All right. Here's another one that Sam uh, quoted. Fancy shirtless. That's your first question? I mean, how can you even ask that? Just look at him. I still don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I liked it. All right. Here we go. Uh, 12 years old and we don't know words. I won't tell anyone. Okay, you know me. I'm good with secrets. I won't tell my parents that you guys were having an orgy and needed my blood to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Do you even know what an orgy is? I'm guessing it's something sad people do because they want other sad people to like them. And they can forget for one minute how sad they are in general. That's actually a pretty good answer. (laughs) <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and I and I like that because it shows the jock isn't an idiot. 
Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he actually understood what the, the 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 deepness and the level of that what he was actually talking about. I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, shot me in the boob. <laughs> And she had her own jump scare moment because she freaking came back, right? Like she's like, he's poking her and like trying to make sure she's dead. And then, you know, the camera does a thing or it takes her, she goes off screen for one second and then pulls her back in the screen and she's gone. And then she, and all I could think of is, yeah, okay, they're, they're joking. The joke is that he shot her in the boob. He shot her in the chest. Okay, let's not, let's not pretend that the bullet stopped at her boob, right? right. Unless we're to imagine that her boobs are so dense. For whatever reason, whether maybe there's you know silicone inside or whatever you put inside girls' boobs to make them bigger, like is it silicone in the bag? Right, I don't remember. I can't remember yeah. from breast men. I think so. Anyway, like yeah, the bullet guys. would would stop there, right? Like he he shot her in the heart. What was what it looks like? Like she should have died a long time ago. I mean, in fairness, yeah, they said she was going to bleed out, right? But she did. She was doing pretty good, and then they kind of had like a weird <laughs> moment, and then she attacked him, and Can then. We just put Tampon in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that was great. All right, here we go. And then the other the one that <laughs> um I'm not dead yet. Okay, here we go. Quite dead. <laughs> I'm gonna play it again because Sam was laughing over the line. Okay, here we go. I'm still alive, mother <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Uh, more words that apparently 12-year-olds don't understand. Yeah, V is bad. Where's your dad? So is some Protestant. But his car's here. Yeah, she picked him up. He's really desperate. Am I the only one that still has a babysitter? Yeah. She's <laughs> with a Protestant. Yeah, so th- that threw me off the first couple, uh, the first time that I heard it, I guess the first time I watched it. When I heard them say Protestant, I was like, what what do they mean by Protestant? And right. then I, the second time I caught the joke about prostitute Protestant. Right. Yeah. Well, and, it? and it's funny because, and I laugh internally with an inside joke I have with Steve Everett. Uh, when we were growing up, we I, I went to a Presbyterian church growing up, and he attended with me for you know music and whatever, and we used to call it uh, first um, Paleontology Church of High Point. Instead of Presbyterian, because it was a funny word, and when you're nine, that stuff's funny. So when he when they kept saying Protestant instead of prostitute, again the the joke was extra funny for me because it's like that's what I would actually do. They're doing it because they don't know the word. I would have said it because it was funny. So, <laughs> um, I thought this part was actually really kind of sweet and sad at the same time. Um, I can't remember how, how long is this. It's is uh, it's a minute and a half. So just tuck in. But it's it's like. It's kind of the sweet redemption moment of the movie kind of a thing, right? Maybe redemption's not the right word. Um, I don't know. Forgiveness moment? I don't know. Touching? Yeah. And Andrew, your microphone's being weird again. Oh, sorry. There you go. Perfect. Thank you. All right, here we go. A uh, minute and a half. Just tuck in. Admiral Adama to lead. Data for his intelligence and cool head. Predator to fight. And me and you. You didn't say we could add ourselves. Science fiction, you can do anything. Well, I guess that's true. But don't you get it yet? I am the big bad. I loved you. I don't care about your dumb book or your stupid cult. I'm an adult. Because when I realized you were the big bad, and you betrayed me and were just going to hurt other kids... I drove a stolen car through you. 
Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of a sweet moment. And again, and the movie, I mean, yeah, the movie's a horror flick, but it's a coming of age story. And frankly, Absolutely. I actually expected there to be like the police show up, fade to black. It's the next day or whatever, or, you know, it says, you know, Monday at school and those kids come to, to kind of pick on him. And then he like, you know, he has his redemption run with them and kind of stands up to them or something like that. I was kind of expecting like, like that kind of a thing. I mean, what happened is fine. Um, but I mean, it, it's a coming of age story. It's he, he, in one night he becomes a man. I mean, he's an adult now. He, <laughs> yeah. he made the decision like any good hero is this person is going to do harm and I need to stop them. And then, and in the case of him, it was driving a car through his house. Um, and how lucky was it that the treehouse was a perfect ramp to do the things that he needed it to do? Um, I mean, that was, that was all very perfect. I actually skipped the clip. I didn't mean to. So here's one last little kind of a funny, funny moment. You deserve that what? Just because I'm 12 means I get to be treated like total shit by you and Jeremy and everyone else. You know what? You're Don Draper from Mad Men. How he's all cool and handsome and everybody loves him. And then he goes home and you find out he has a wife the whole time. He's such a piece of shit. Did you just ruin Mad Men for me? It's not even on anymore. You'll live. Still. Uh, in this moment where they're facing off and he's threatening her with the, the, to burn the Necronomicon ex mortis. Um, he, uh, <laughs> did you just ruin Mad Men? Which I guess, spoiler alert, sorry, if you've not seen Mad Men, which I haven't, but I don't care. Um, uh, so, I think that's pretty, you know that for, for very early on in the show. Uh, again, whatever. I think. Um, anyway, all right, here we go. And now for some more bad news. Ready? All right. There wasn't a whole lot of trivia on this. Um, <coughs> oh, excuse you. Uh, screenplay for this film appeared on the 2014 and 2015 Blacklist, which is a list of the most liked unproduced screenplays of the year. That was kind of cool. Uh, I already mentioned that. Let's see. Oh, but it was released in October on Friday the 13th this year, which is kind of cool. Um. Here's where I know that IMDb is kind of full of shit sometimes. Okay. <laughs> Several times in the movie, Cole tells someone, Cole tells someone, doesn't even say in the, in the trivia that he tells B, tells someone to call a 10, 13, 1053. This is a police code for blocked roadway. Perhaps Cole meant 1052, which means request ambulance. The next piece of trivia on the website after the cops are killed, B is asking Cole for the code. What is the code for um, for okay? All okay. Cole tells her that it's a 1053. This, in fact, is radio code for man down. Okay. So I then had to go figure out what the heck was actually happening. I was about to say, so what is it, John? So, because, you know, I was going to have to actually do some research and figure this out. So I Googled 10 codes. and and I. And I do remember uh, I had a cop buddy named Dave who um, I worked with at Carowinds. And the TIN codes that we used at Carowinds were different than the TIN codes that he used in the police force. And so then I, I, so I searched, I did a Google search for TIN codes for California. I'm making the assumption there in California because that's where it's filmed. And when I get that search, I get a general purpose TIN code. An APCD, which is the Association of Police Communication Officers code, a Norfolk, Virginia code, and a Walnut Creek, California code. So there are literally four different types of codes that the, the search results on one, on one page. So under general purpose, a 1053 is blocked road. A 1052 is, in fact, ambulance needed. But in California, a 1053 is a person down. So, so they're both right. It's just dumb that they're both trivia in the, on IMDb because whoever put in both one or the other didn't research. Like it didn't take the three and a half minutes it took me to find this. So, <laughs> and then here's another one that's total bullshit. Maybe you should submit that to IMDb. I might. I, I mean, I, you can. You can edit IMDb. It's like Wikipedia. Um, <coughs> sorry. After the credits show B, 
uh, after the credits show shows B. We this call is it B. this is the um the the mid credit scene as not under the car wreck and attacks a police officer as a final scare. It was a fireman. <laughs> it wasn't a cop. It was a fireman. Yeah. It was a fireman. So again, IMDb. <laughs> I'm not blaming you for that one, IMDb. I'm blaming whoever put that in because they can't tell the difference between a fireman and a cop. Is that what is that? Is that me? It's me, but I don't know how to turn it off. Oh, I've okay. tried like three times. Okay. Anyway, uh, right. no, that's fine. Uh, so that's it. That's our uh, yeah. Goodbye, that, folks. Have a our, great night. That's our trivia. Um, I can be while I whip this out. Oh, sorry. What were you saying, Andrew? I was doing my <laughs> Um uh, Children in Peril tr- uh, top three is what we're going for this. This this fine mm-hmm. evening, um, and I think that works just fine for us in this movie because sure. it's kind of what happens. So, children in peril. Andrew. All right. Honorable mention goes to Home Alone 2. Oh. Lost in New York. Uh, is that for the kids in the audience that, or the kids on the screen? Is that, well, I mean, no, he's in peril. Yeah, I know the joke you're making, know. Sam, because you're saying it's a terrible movie. But yeah, it's a terrible. Did, movie. Do you know who did the yeah. score for that movie? John Williams. John Williams. Yeah, that's really why I chose it. Because <laughs> um, I've always loved the music. Movie. It's a good score. It really is. It is. Yeah, we're actually uh, we're playing that at our winter concert. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, all right, number three: Adventures in Babysitting. Oh, sure. Yeah, the, which we did on this podcast. We did. Yeah. Uh, number two, Kindergarten Cop. Okay, yeah. And number one, Super 8. Oh, that's such a good movie. Ah, yeah. I love Super 8. All right, cool. Sam? Um, I've got the honorable mention of People Under the Stairs, only because that was the very first hardcore horror movie I ever saw. Mm. And I'm still traumatized today. Sure. From that thing. Um, number three, I've got Super 8. Oh, cool! Uh, it's that's such a, it's just nostalgia all over the place. Yeah, my number two is Goonies. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good one. And my number one, Jurassic Park. Sure. No, I get it. No, yep. I'm, I'm yeah. totally with you there. Yep. Um, it wait, what was your number two? Goonies. No Goonies. Uh, no Super Eight. That's what I was going to say. Super Eight. Super Eight basically is like J.J. Abrams' love letter to Steven Spielberg. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yep, yeah. and it's wonderful. And wouldn't we all like to write that letter? Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, no kidding, right? Yeah. Uh, okay, my number, my my honorable mention was The Incredibles. Okay, um, right. my number three um, when and it was again pre-show. I was typing this out, and I you probably heard me say this movie scared the shit out of me. Um, Lord of the Flies. <gasps> that movie terrified okay. me. Uh, have you ever seen it, Sam? Um, probably yeah, read the I think book. a long time ago. I remember. I mean, I, I remember the book. Where yeah. they do the movie? Yeah. I I, well, I made the mistake when I was a kid. I'm, I'm talking like eight or nine. We had HBO in our house, and this movie was on, and it was interesting at a, to an eight year old because this is an island ruled by eight year olds by kids. Yeah, and so I was interested, but it was very dark and very weird and they had this really strange system and then all of a sudden these one kids want to go off and do the thing and then they kill one of the kids really horrifically and that i mean that gave me nightmares for weeks and i remember just screaming in the middle of the night my parents would come running in or mom did she's like what's wrong and i told him i'm like i watched a scary movie i shouldn't have watched and i i mean i i'm i was and my fear wasn't that i was going to get stuck on some island with a bunch of children who were going to kill me with a rock I was scared that my school was going to rise up <laughs> because I, I – even at eight, and I was not a big kid at all. I was a very skinny, scrawny little kid, but I related to Piggy in the, in the, in the movie as the kind of the quiet, trying to do the right thing. I related to him at eight years old, and when they killed him with a rock, oh, it terrified me. I was like, oh, my gosh, the mean kids at my school are going to drop a rock on my head and kill me. So – um, not quite over that yet at 35, as you can tell, uh, number two, I wrote the hunger games. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. And my number one aliens, aliens? the second one, Ripley's got to go save Newt. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Stay away from her. You bitch. That's right. Um, and that's also the first rated R movie. My dad ever let me watch. 
when I was like, really? yeah, I was like 11 or 12. Yeah, we so we totally, it was my cousins that had the movie and uh, the parents didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's going to be that. I mean, I'm sure Declan at some point when he gets old enough, he's going to be watching movies he's not supposed to. And yep. It's part of the experience. It's fine. Whatever. It happens. Um, just as long as you're aware that they're just movies and they're not real. Uh, here we go. Wait, what's supposed to happen? This is where you guys, you and myself, tell me your score from zero to ten on what you would rate this movie. And I really want to know if I, I want Corny to watch this. I know he's super busy. Yeah, I really want. Yeah, I think, I he, think he'd love it. I think he could probably find an hour forty five minutes to to watch this movie. I think he would dig it so much. So anyway, Andrew, your score, sir. I'm going to give this a seven point thirty four B. I can't put B. <laughs> oh, it's not a bra size. Oh. Um, sorry, I'm going to give it seven point thirty. Well, no, let's do it this way because I think I want to put this a little higher. Okay. Let's go seven point six <laughs> bullets to the boob out of ten. Shot me in the boob. Uh, I should probably cap that out, right? Don't you think I should keep that forever? I mean, I can add shot me to the face and then... Oh, my God, he shot me in the bell. What kind of... And just, like, try to keep, <laughs> cut it there? Uh, I literally laughed out loud when he was punching oh, yeah. her in the boob like a like a boxing bag. And then... <laughs> she kind of... She, she, she's like... He, he says, you're trying to kill me. And she goes, but yeah, but not by punching you in the dick. Right. <laughs> like she got offended. I've never felt so violated. Really? This is the moment? <laughs> oh, it's so funny. And it, I mean, like it just, that, that stuff plays to the movie, to the movie's idea. Like, I don't want to say like millennials, you know, they, but like, it's like this weird self of entitlement, you know, uh, sense of entitlement. Like, we're doing a horrible thing, but we shouldn't get punished for it. There should be no repercussions for it because we're popular and attractive, and it's and it's fine, you know. Like, it, it just what do you want to be when you know, she wants to be a journalist? Well, you could still be a journalist. I mean, you don't, you know, just because you get a hole in your boob, you, you'll be fine. And then and then she turns on him, and tries to stab him, but anyway, uh, uh, Corny's not here, obviously, Sam. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Um, I've got to give it a seven point, uh, six, eight. I'm not quite dead yet out of 10. Um, Still alive, mother. <laughs> That's such a great moment. So funny. So funny. And you felt that impact too. I oh, mean, that yeah. was a. That was an explosion. Yeah. Good Lord. I'm, I'm thinking it didn't blow up part of the house. Yeah. Uh, cool. All right. Oh. I'm going to give it. I, I had a good, I really enjoyed the movie. Again, the first probably 45 minutes, I was like, oh, it's gonna, what's going to happen? And then once I kind of realized what this movie was, I was like, hell yeah. This is Tucker <laughs> and Dale versus Evil. Let's do this. Absolutely. Um, in fact, just because of that, um, first I have to. Get out of my truck. I'm taking Sierra. We split that. <laughs> How the f*** you split a f***ing car, you dummy? What a f***ing chainsaw? One of us pays the other for half. Hold on. No f***ing way. You f***ing notice this? I got f***ing shot. I got f***ing shot in the face. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot it was the whole clip. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> for some reason, I don't have my uh, fish. uh, my my clip here. Here. Oh, wait, what, what's happening? If you kill my dog, I swear to God, I swear to God, I'll get really mad. There we go. Um, <laughs> just because it, this movie reminded me of that. So yes, um, it reminded uh, me a lot of good movies we like. Well, and it Dirty reminded Dale. me. Uh, Scott Pilgrim. But it reminded me of that um, in the well, – I guess even in Scott Pilgrim Josh, too. Joss Whedon could have uh, directed this and I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. It, yeah, because kind of Cabin in the Woods kind of a feel. It Absolutely. And it, and it reminded me mainly of, of Tucker and Dale is because most of the deaths that the bad – quote, unquote, bad guys get 
are at their <laughs> own hand, right? Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. the kid yeah, doesn't really do a whole lot. I mean, yeah, he gives the black guy a little push, but he steps on the race car and then falls and kills himself in a trophy. That's not really the kid's fault. Yeah, he he shoots a giant-ass firework thing and then sprays <laughs> her with the bug spray, um, which is flammable and catches, and then boom. But, I mean, again, I don't really credit the death to him because it was more of a... I mean, I guess he kind of did, but not really. I don't know. I mean, honestly, the only person I think he actually kills is B, and she doesn't die. So, because uh, cheerleader yeah. gets shot in the head by B. So, shopping freak. <laughs> so, anyway, my point is, I'm going to give this an eight point two five. I had a just, ooh, I just, nice. I just had so much. I'm, now I'm, I really want to see what uh, Corny has to say about this one. Yeah, this is. I want to see how high this thing goes. Yeah, it'll be really interesting. So, anyway, that's you it. Like this better than Tucker and Dale? Did I write? Did I rank this higher than Tucker and Dale? Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> what did I rank Tucker and Dale? You said seven point five. Really, seven point five? That's it. I know, right? Oh. Well. I need to go back and watch that one again. I'm I'm I, I I'm going to leave what I, I'm just going to have to stand by what I said. I mean, I did love Tucker and Dale. Stand by your score. Yeah, seven point five. Uh, do I drop it down to a seven point four? Because I would rather watch Tucker and Dale again than this. Four nine. Seven point seven point four nine. All right, there we go. Seven point four nine. It's going to change the score completely. There we go. So it drops the movie to a 7.59 ranking, which is still fine, which is still a good movie. All right, cool. That's it. That's our movie. That's our show. That's our podcast. What are we doing next week? We are doing something very different. Totally different. Very different. Um, Super drama, like actual drama based on real events. It's the movie Founder, which is the Michael Keaton joint where he basically takes over the McDonald's as a single store and turns it into the franchise that it is today. Great movie. Yeah. And you know, why not, why not talk about, uh, fast food as we get close to Thanksgiving? Um, (laughs) if you guys have any requests for us as we get closer to Christmas, just shoot us, you know, either do the email or on Twitter or Facebook, either way. Um, we'll watch anything. We will. We really will. And, um, I need to put it in the, I'm going to do it right now. Um, I'm going to, okay. Uh, what's the movie called? Juno. We have to do Juno. Um, cause I've already, Juno? Why? cause I was literally paid $3 to rent it for the podcast. And I, oh, that's right. I remember that. Stuart's daughter wanted me to do it. Like, is that like, the one with the girl pregnant? Yeah. Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. Yeah. So next week mm-hmm. is founder. And then we got a whole, I mean, we got a bunch of really good movies coming up and, Apparently, we really want to do 13 hours because it's on our list twice. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, we've got some good movies coming up. I'm really excited. And if you want something, you want there's something you want us to do, you would rather us, even if you don't want to, like I said, email, if you just tweet, you know, tweet us, Twitter us, yeah, Did whatever, you say tweet, tweet us, tweet us, Twitter. or um, Twitter. Facebook us, or whatever, however you want us to, to, to get the information. And just say, hey, I'd rather you guys do such and such movie or pick a different genre. You know, just we want this to be this show to be for you guys, right? Um, Not just for us. For far Um, too long, it's been Sean's show. We're giving it to you. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's actually pretty accurate. (laughs) Yeah, Um, you know, it would be cool to to know what some of our listeners' favorite movies are, and maybe we uh, review some of those. Yeah, and then we and then we (laughs) then we piss you off because we don't like it. Uh, which, which very well may happen. Um, but yeah, we got some cool stuff coming. So anyway, check, check back for that. Um, where can you check out? You can get all of the information you need for the podcast is at uh, cheapseatreviews.com where we have um, links to old shows uh, as well as funny bios and other stuff like that. Um, I need my script. Uh, I'm lost. Uh, GoFundMe.com. Yeah. Calling? No. GoFundMe.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews. Check out our Anchor app, which is just on iTunes. You can just go to iTunes. Uh, when you search for Cheap Seat Reviews, we have two podcasts, the Anchor podcast and then the main podcast. And I'll be doing 
probably doing my review of, um, shoot, what's it called? Charlize Theron, Atomic Blonde. I'll be doing that review soon. Oh, um, okay. got to see that recently. Uh, Facebook.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews and at Cheap Seat Cast is our uh, Twitter account. Uh, leave us reviews, please. Someone did. Someone left us, well, gave us a, an extra five star review. But go to yeah, iTunes, uh, leave us a review, please. Again, the more reviews we get, if everyone literally right now, just it's on your phone. You, you're listen, probably most people listen to this yep. on their phone. You can go to your phone and do it through your phone. I promise you, if you leave us a review, we will read it. So if you want Sean to say something out loud, put it up on iTunes. Right. And, but it's also just, it just helps the show. So help, yeah. help us out. Um, and that's going to do it. So next week we're doing yeah. the founder or founder. I think it's just called founder. And I'm looking forward to that. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. So on behalf of Andrew, Sam, and Corny, this is Sean saying thank you so much for listening. And we will talk to you next week. Shot me in the boob. <laughs>